Hello and welcome to the very 15th episode of the Firewords podcast. 15, 15 episodes, yeah. <laughs> so the topic for today's show was inspired by the fact that we are opening for submissions for issue 10 of Firewords, which is crazy, double digits. I know, it seems like yesterday we were starting. <laughs> <laughs> We've grown up so fast. But by the time you're listening to this, the submissions will be closed because we're only doing it for a week. We submit to places ourselves and we know that it's an ongoing process. So while the submissions for Firewords is just closed, you'll just be looking on to the next horizon now and where else you can submit to. So we want to help you holistically and with the whole process. So this is a good time to give you some strategies, hopefully. Okay, let's start with an analogy. We, with Firewords, will approach a stockist to see if they'd like to stock Firewords. We really believe in all the writers that we pick, all the artists that have worked with us in the whole magazine. So we're really passionate about it when we take it out there. A lot of stockists are totally behind us, can can't wait to get us stocked. This isn't always the case. The analogy here is between writers who come to us. People write their work, they submit to us, in their bios they're writing their stories like why you've been inspired and what motivates you. And it's really great to read, but we can't publish everything. We're picking very few, very, very few out of these just because of the space we have. So we're like the stockists in our own situation. We become the stockists of people that just can't line everything up quite right at that time. So the lesson really is that when you're coming to us, just as when we're going to the stockists, you have to be positive about your work, sure. You have to... Believe in it. Yeah, believe in it. And what you don't want to do, though, is sell it at the cost of all else because it's coming from you and it's coming from somewhere that means something to you. So keep hold of that integral meaning because you cannot satisfy everyone else. Yeah, it's an easy way to get demoralised, isn't it, if you put too much stock in one place accepting it and if they don't you feel like it's a reflection on your writing which it's not it's what makes it so difficult because you don't know what an editor wants most of the time they don't even know themselves they just know it when they see it and um, we've written about it in an article if you go to firewords.co.uk forward slash editor you can find out a little bit of what they're looking for but in the end you just have to go for it and having a strategy in place for just um, keeping moving is makes it a lot easier Yep, so it's that strategy we're going on to look at now. Just to leave you with the final reason behind us going on about this is just that not all places you submit will fit with your piece. It's kind of like, you know when you go for a job? It's like you go for a job interview and they always say that you're interviewing each other. It's not just about the company deciding if you fit right with it. It's about seeing if they fit with you. It's very easy when you go for that job not to believe it or to let that slip to one side and you're just trying to put your best foot forward, of course. But it's true. So maybe the publishers don't fit with you. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. Never thought of it like that, but it totally makes sense. It should be as simple as, here's a story I've written. Do you like it? Do you want to publish it? No? Okay, next. Yeah. Should be that. You shouldn't even put any more thought into it than that. 
Yeah, it could be, oh no, you don't want to publish it? What, you're not intellectual enough to get my nuances that run throughout this piece? Oh well, poor you, I'm moving on to somewhere better. <laughs> so from, I think we did have a reply like that once. <laughs> <laughs> and, but from that, it's um, this is where we're talking about the strategies for submitting. Where, from my own experience, I guess, I am going to just flip right into the mode of writer, not editor. Yeah, because you've started doing this recently, haven't you, Jen? You've actually put like a structure in place to make sure that you are submitting consistently. And because it's easy if you get a rejection just to say, oh, that was a bit demoralizing. I'm going to not do one for a while or not even Mm. intentionally not do it. But if you've got a structure in place, then you consistently keep going with it. Yeah. Also, just we're going to outline it's basically three main points of our strategy, which is working for me. This is a personal thing, so you can flip it around, you can adapt it. Some of it might not work at all. For many of you, maybe it just seems really obvious. For others, you might think, oh my goodness, I'm going to adopt this straight away. So however you want to take it, it's just meant to help on whatever level is right for you. So the first thing I'd recommend is get yourself a wingman or woman. I just think wingman's got more of a ring to it than wing person, however. So get yourself one. I have mine sitting right beside me now. Hello. (laughs) What we do is we have meetings where we discuss what I'm going to send and where I'm going to send it. Which brings us nicely on to the second point, which is keep a regular schedule. Yeah, it's definitely important to have the schedule to make sure you keep doing it. And the meetings that you just mentioned are really important because we schedule them in. It's kind of sad. We put them in the calendar just to make sure they happen. Otherwise, life gets in the way and Mm -hmm. we don't end up doing it. So we do that every month just to check up and decide what to do next, don't we? Yeah, I think that the idea of having, going back to the first point again, why it's important to have a wingman is obviously like a lot of times it's me just explaining the thought process that's in my head. But it's having a different perspective, having somebody else who can just keep your morale up, can just give you a little bit of a push or will see things that you've not seen. So, for example, Dan, what you do quite often is you see different submissions that are coming up. I look at it, but maybe I'll miss a couple because nobody's perfect, right? Mm -hmm. Not even me. And (laughs) you do like um, keep me on track with anything I've missed. Yeah, it's definitely better having two eyes on different opportunities and competitions that you can enter and things like that. And then you just pick which which ones you want to go for. Mm-hmm. And telling me things that I could be doing better. That's important. Yeah, I really think it's important to have someone like this because it helps you. It's kind of like an accountability partner. You make sure that the other person is keeping to, to the schedule. And the schedule that you mentioned is important because... Well, yours is you're going to submit two pieces every month and also enter one competition. That's what you're doing at the moment, isn't Mm -hmm. it? So having that regularity is important because you keep doing it, but it's also keeping it manageable because you always feel like you could do more. But once you've done that, you can kind of just forget about it until the next month, which I think is important for you because it's easy to get overwhelmed when there's like hundreds of magazines out there that are always accepting submissions. You You can't physically do that many. So just having a set amount, whatever that amount is, Decide it in advance and then do it every month. I think it helps when having this process. It helps to keep you quite detached from the writing you've already done. So when you're writing it, you're very emotionally involved and you think that it's great and it's like you've got so much meaning in there. But at this point, when it comes to sending it out, because of the amount of rejections and the amount of places you need to send it to, you need a bit of detachment for Mm -hmm. your own sanity. Yeah. 
Just a quick word on getting a wingman and an accountability partner, whatever you want to call it, a writing buddy. I think the best place is either in a writing group or somewhere like that, or just a friend. It helps if you're both writers because you understand each other's worlds. And especially if you're both keeping each other accountable, then it's kind of, you're doing something for each other, aren't you? If you're not in a writing group, then somewhere like an online community, the Firewords community is coming out soon. So that'll be a great place that you can find someone like that, like-minded, who you can keep each other accountable. That's one of the big benefits that I'm hoping comes from the community when we launch it. It's exciting. Yeah, because there's going to be a chat and everything. So we'll, even as a group, we'll be able to keep each other accountable to make sure that we're all submitting our work and putting it out there and getting published. <laughs> so then that brings on, we've got step one, find a wingman. Two, set up a regular schedule. Um, and lastly... How do you keep track of all these things? How do you indeed? Well, if you're me, <laughs> you set up a spreadsheet. So it's just really simple because, again, we don't need high highfalutin ideas. Half of the good ones are just keeping it real. It needs to be manageable, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah. So my spreadsheet just has a list of places where I'm going to submit to, quite a long list, down one side. It's broken into three sections. So at the top, there's places that I want to submit to regularly and more often. And then kind of the second section is places where I would submit poetry submissions and then Lastly, a list of places which I will submit to but are not as in the forefront of my wish list, if you like. And then all I do against each one in order is fill out each piece that I submit to them and the date that it's submitted. Then when I get my rejection, I just highlight it in red to show that it's been and gone. So I can keep a note of what's sent away where and when the replies are coming back. On the rows just before this, actually, I've got one row with a list of names of the publishers. Um, I do have another few rows where I outline when submission dates are open and also whether or not they allow simultaneous submissions. I think you found it helpful as well at the start when you got this strategy in place. You filled out your spreadsheet like in one day, didn't you? Like mm-hmm. You looked for lists of like the 100 best literary magazines or whatever, some kind of list like that where you can go through a lot and... A quick amount of time so you don't have to do this every month you don't have to search every time you've got this big list you can put them in order of which ones you like the look of and which ones seem best suited to your writing and then you can just kind of work your way through it and you can put all the details in that you mentioned like the guidelines and the, the different stipulations because they're all different so it's good to have them all written out like that so you can you don't have to remember they're just there and you think right which two am i submitting to this month and then you just do it it's even just what seems really obvious, like writing down the dates of when you sent different titles of pieces. Because if you just send pieces off, you so easily forget what ones you've sent where. There's no point in duplicating. Yeah. Submittable's handy for that kind of thing because it gives you a list of all the places you've actually submitted to and when and you can see the status of it. But obviously not all magazines use submittable, so it's good to have this spreadsheet with everything that you've submitted and when. Yeah. So... Just one final thought, going back to this idea of going for jobs. When you do send your submissions to people, you often have a place to write a bio or a bit about yourself, past publications, that kind of thing. One thing that I am guilty of when I come to that is I almost treat it like a job application. (laughs) It's like trying to get everything down about me as succinctly as possible and put best put forward and how I'm coming across and blah 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 but I can tell but it's weird because I still I mean I still do it 
But then when it comes to receiving writing from people, it's like what publishers, and myself included, look for are writing that speaks for itself. So when I'm a publisher, I'll look for writing that speaks for itself. And I mean, when we get a good bio, like we'll read it and it's great, but it's not what the decision to publish is based on. So to some extent, putting the time and effort that I do when I'm sending submissions out, it's counterproductive, or not counterproductive, but it's unnecessary. Yeah, you want to make your life easy. It's yeah. really hard to get to get all these sent out, so just keep it easy for yourself. Yeah. Yeah, so if you're feeling a bit stressed about sending all submissions out and you're not doing as many as you'd like, then try a strategy like this. It seems to be working for you, doesn't it, Jen? So maybe yeah. it'll work for other people. Yeah, and as we were saying before, adapt it to your heart's content. So good luck if you are sending your writing out into the world, as you should be. And don't get downhearted when you get the rejections, because those are the things you want, because then you can move on to the next one. And eventually there will be an accept. (laughs) So good luck and thanks for listening. Until next time, bye.